Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher on this Thursday evening for episode number 216 from Night Flyers. Glad you could join us. I'm Corey Shrett, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how's it going? Hey, good, Corey. I brought a friend with me, by and, the way. And who did you bring along? I uh, brought my friend Carlos. Remember Carlos yeah. from episode something something? <laughs> yes, that very famous episode where we talked about something with him. Hello, how's it going? What did we talk about? I don't even remember. We've had one guest host on the show, and I cannot tell you what we did with him. Uh, it was the uh, movie about the prospector. Uh, or prospector. Prospect. Yeah. Prospect. Spoilers. <laughs> so we are Prospectors in space. Prospect in space. All right, so we are, as you guys know, we've been talking about this. We are going to do all 10 episodes of Night Flyers, five this week and five next week, so... Expect a new episode in your feed every night for a long time because, like I said in our previous episode on Tuesday night, we are doing episodes nonstop through December 27th. 20 episodes, 17 days. So get ready for some sci-fi action. But let's get into this one. This is episode one called All That We Left Behind. Came out December 2nd, 2018. Uh, Teleplay was done by Jeff Bueller and directed by Mike Cahill. So we get the if you ever we've talked about this before the five minute uh, thing online where we just get the I guess what's going to happen in the episode. Yep, you're talking about the uh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, the spoilers that they put at the beginning of the episode that everyone should have seen before the show came out. Right, kind of like a uh, what's his name? Oh crap! <laughs> Boy, you just took this off the rails after two minutes. I did. <laughs> The director that shows, you know, he basically flashes forward, flashes back, kill Bill. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah. Like a Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's my next question. We have 10 episodes. When do you think this scene's going to come up? Like episode nine, episode 10? I don't I, know. I think, I think it might be a cop out. I'm thinking nine because well, uh, I think they're going to try to roll an ending out from beyond what we see now. Well, they have to, if that was the ending, it's like, here's the ending. Okay. Now you have to sit back for 10 episodes and watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not too sure if I like seeing the ending at the beginning and then rolling all the way up until you get to that point. I want to see something beyond the ending that basically wraps the whole thing up. Even if it's a dark, you know, a dark ending. Right. I, I don't think this is the ending. What if it's a dream or a simulation? Oh, Forget that. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a long F I held there, so forget that. I don't want Well, it could be. You never know. It could be. I don't think it is. It's with the way this show works, it could be. I don't know. I mean I mean this also man. I mean also this could be the end of the this whole thing and then somebody picks up the message and the message is infected or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's I mean, that's some Very sort of, possible. I mean, for Night Flyers 2 or some baloney crap. Oh, no. No, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, I don't want that crap yeah. either. Actually, yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be the ending, which leads into the next season if oh. it gets picked up. Dear Sci-Fi I, Watcher, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the flashback beginning. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Leaves you with a lot of questions going in, but then flash forward. Yes. Yeah. Flash forward. Well, fake flash forward. <laughs> 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 
but flash forward still, yes. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, once we actually get into the episode, that you know, the character Doctor Agatha Ma- Madison is not the, I guess, the main character, like like in the movie. It's mm-hmm. it's Carl it's Carl DeBannon that's the like the main one in in the TV show. And Agatha is not from the book. No, she's the but that's still the same character that was used in the book, basically. I think mm, no. I, I mean, oh, in the movie. I don't remember. All this stuff is so crap. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think she's a totally made-up character. I, it's I, probably an amalgamation of something. Yeah, could be. But obviously, we had to get some sort of backstory with him and the Earth, and apparently, something's happening on Earth. Yeah, it was the. Uh, it's that disease that's. I guess it's killing children and killing adults. I, I'm not too clear on how the infection spreads. But apparently you can check it by doing a thermal scan on people um, and doing an infectious scan. I guess the uh, the future is very medically oriented. Uh, and not well have to stop this virus. Yeah, exactly. It, isn't like interstellar where the, pl- the planet's dying? That's why they need to talk to these Vulcran? Is that what it is? Um, actually, yeah, that, I think that was, uh, well, when they talked about the colony ship that basically brought on the image that we already have people emigrating to another star system. And I heard him uh, talk about Europa too. Um, I don't know if there's a colony being built there or it, none, none of that was given in the show. There's, yeah. there's no information as to what human exploration is doing nor uh, colonization within the solar system. Uh, He has hopeful prospects as to technology from an alien race that is next level. Mm -hmm. But um, none of that was given to us. So we pretty much have to estimate. And it's only 2093. I mean, they didn't go far out either from the present. No, no. But it does seem uh, like some of the technology is pretty advanced. I mean, well, the hologram, the, I mean, the captain's a hologram and everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a realistic hologram with nice shading and, and good blacks and all that stuff like that. Uh, you, he's an African American character. You better watch what you say. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the shadows, and you don't even know it's a hologram until you basically push through him. Right. So. Uh, high definition hologram. <laughs> that would be and we, AK. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw another inter- iteration of a hologram in the movie, and it was like the uh, Star Wars "Help Me One" Obi Wan Kenobi hologram. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like. I dig that. But uh, yeah, from from what I gathered from what they were talking about as far as science and technology, uh, mankind is just now starting his exploration phase. And um, I think what also came across was, um, uh, I guess the the captain's family is like either wealthy or they're into building these starships. I I don't know that a lot of that was left out, and you can't. It's like a guess. So, what'd you think of the 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 thing of the L one uh, fail the uh- the uh, telepath. Oh, I thought that was very interesting, uh, especially the introduction to uh, uh, when someone comes into contact with an L1. The like it was just—it's not like your normal psychic link where somebody can just read your memory. 
<laughs> looked like it, he got hit in the head with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, although they didn't explain the classifications, um, everyone just kind of just seemed really shaky when L one was mentioned. Well, wouldn't you think it's the way the way they made this character? Don't you? Th- I'm assuming there's different levels of this. Like an L two is probably not as strong because they were really scared with this this L one coming on board. Right. Um, I think I think the reason. They probably fear the L1 classification is not so much the power level of the L1, but the fact that um, that maybe the L1 is like a wild card. They don't know how to control it, and therefore, if you put them in a situation where something gets progressively worse, they amplify it or they basically take it to the next level without understanding how to, you know, uh, bring it bring it down. Like they don't have a volume control. Well, he is a kid too, so he might not have matured enough to be able to control that. Right, right. Because they kept mentioning he's young, he's a kid, he's a kid, he's a kid. Like, okay, <clears throat> yeah. But then uh, Agatha, uh, the doctor, uh, Doctor Agatha, uh, who is the uh, psychologist slash uh, handler uh-huh. for the L one, she seems to have more of an understanding of uh, what L ones are capable of, and. Basically, her introduction is she's the L1's keeper. So, um, but uh, yeah, again, they didn't go into too much as far as what they're fully capable of. They just talked about like some of the consequences, and we got to see a sampling of his contact with the first guard who looked through the window. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said that he spent his entire life inside a mountain. So, you know. He was isolated forever. Yeah, isolate. Well, that's the other reason for him having contact with a uh, psychologist slash handler, so he doesn't go crazy. <laughs> but it's almost like a Michael Myers and the Doctor, whatever uh, his name is, from Halloween. You know, <laughs> uh, killer and Doctor. Yes, <laughs> killer and Doctor. Like Jekyll and Hyde put into one. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, that could be due to, I mean, if you're kept in a mountain, how much exposure do you have to people? And then yeah. every other person you come across, you, you read hostile hostile thoughts or you read uh, hostile impressions of him. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like uh, you can walk around and you know, be blasé about the entire situation when you know what people are thinking. <clears throat> so um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember him being very hostile, just kind of like aggressive. Mm-hmm. But that could also be from just getting out of isolation and trying to be, uh, trying to be a little bit more open or trying to be, you know, have contact with people. I don't know. What do you think of the whole water tank scene with the oxygen being deplete, depleted and the blood and body parts? <sighs> Oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, Especially, it was. It was the. It, uh, eventually, they showed it was the like floating parts of the person who was taking the uh, the water tank shower, or, or maybe it's an ultrasonic bath. I'm not too sure. I have but, no clue. Yeah, I, I didn't understand the whole point of the shower. <laughs> what, yeah. What's in there? I'm thinking it's an ultrasonic bath. Um, that would make more sense. Well, I don't know if they mentioned this episode, but she was like basically bred and designed for space travel. But um, yeah, just 
they sound almost drowning to death in a freaking ultrasonic shower. That's just wrong. <laughs> and then, uh, and then just seeing the the spontaneous appearance of blood and guts and body parts. That's that's got to throw your panic level into high gear, even though you're also losing oxygen. So that <laughs> that can't be good. But uh, that was interesting. I wouldn't say that was like very frightening for me. Um, I think it would have been more frightening if they'd done it like a uh, a surprise that she was in the tank with the body parts. But the fact that it was the next tank over didn't make it too didn't make yeah. it too scary. Right. So. I think um, we're just going for cheap scares. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like like the horror type of thing. And then, of course, we had the part where where Lamy hooks up to the the ship and hears "Get out." Of course, the another generic horror trope we used. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the fact that she was trying to get into the system to figure out what was going on, mm-hmm. and then just gets taken over or possessed. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I don't know if I've seen that before. Cyber possession. so um but yeah the whole uh get out yeah i like that (laughs) and then we had that one guy well let's just wrap it up with the one guy that went down to the the pan underneath to fix something and had a gun with him because of course sales running around somewhere surprise surprise and he gets burned to death or not burned to death but burned pretty pretty bad Pretty badly, yeah. Well, that was the second time he got hurt. He got hurt on the bridge, remember? Oh, yeah. He was the one that was uh, – they unbuckled when they were trying to, t- to take off and they were having issues. And He volunteered. Oh, yeah. He's like, I got it, Captain. He got gravity slammed into that panel. <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it Hulk, Hulk it smash. Was, Hulk smash. It was like WrestleMania, man. It was just like, blam. Oh, I think I'm hurt. Let's make sure. Blam, blam, blam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So let's so let's wrap up this one. What do you think of this episode? Do you think it was worth is it worth continuing? Or is it just like, yeah, this is not going anywhere. I'm not really into this right now. What are your personal thoughts? I'm I'm into it. I mean, I'm in it for the long haul because of, <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't have a choice, but I mean I see glimpses of goodness. Um but, Coming from a background of not actually reading the book first, uh, I was kind of interested in seeing where all this was coming from. Uh, if it was coming from uh, the telepath or some other source. So, because uh, in the very beginning, it um, the the doctor gets off of the uh, that gets out of, and it says six months later. So he's been on this ship for six months, and now. All this, all as soon as they bring the telepath aboard, all these problems start happening. So, I don't know necessarily if it's sabotage or, or if it's, um, or if it's the telepath causing this. So, I'm interested to see where that leads. Yeah. Where, I'm, oh, go ahead. Where did the six month come in? Because I missed that. It, it literally says right at the beginning when he's with his wife and he's like, oh yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. And there's a six months later, 2093. But yeah, it's, it's right after he gets off of. He, he when he gets out of the uh, when he turns off the hologram uh, machine or the you know the one with the lasers in the eyes. <clears throat> as soon as he turns that off, it says six months later. Was that before or after the introductions? That was that was before it was before the introductions, but it was after his introduction. 
because yeah. that wouldn't make any sense because he's like, hi, Agatha. Hi, so-and-so. I'm like, where were you six months ago? <laughs> no, no, what he talked about was the fact that he was on this ship for six months and they were sending out, they were doing, uh, they were so they were to, docked. They were, they were docked. No, yeah, they were docked after a six okay. month journey. So they were out for six months and they came back and they had been trying to contact these aliens, uh, the Volcrons or Volcron. Uh, I don't know if it's a singular Vulcrans. word. The Volcrons. Yeah. Anyway, they've been trying to contact them for six months to no avail. So okay. they, they have been trying uh, multilingual code, you know, blasting uh, transmissions, you know, music, whatever. And yeah. they've been coming And uh, during one of their uh, expeditions or samplings, they found out that uh, there's a burst energy transmission that has a similar frequency to the frequency that's broadcast by L1s. Hence the reason why they're bringing this whole telepath on board and why they want to uh, try this new experiment of communication. Thank you, teacher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there are some good things here that makes me want to go forward with this. I'm, I'm trying to say, you know, without knowing previous knowledge, like what's going on, who's doing what. But to me, it seems too obvious that it's the telepath. I don't know. It just it feels like a, a, a basic you know, set up for people like, oh, it's got to be the telepath. It's obvious, but they're making it too obvious that it can't be the telepath. It's just, they're pointing all fingers at him. So it's not him to me. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's, uh, I want to see it. It it seems like sabotage. So I want to see who, who uh, caused it and where it's coming from. That's the thing. And well, we'll have to wait. We have eight more episodes to go. That's where I about this episode. And of course I want to thank Brian for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? I can find me on Twitter, Instagram. It's Brian says. Mm. Carlos, do you have any place online you go to, or you just disappear like everyone? I else? just disappear into the blanket universe, and I'll uh, come back in uh, next episode. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you in next episode. Of course, check us out at saveproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's where all our goodness is, all 216 episodes. Also, you can email us, sci-fi watcher at saveproductions.com, or drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. That's it for tonight's episode. We'll catch you again tomorrow night. And until then, hope everybody has a good one. Thank you.